Bell Media is making massive layoffs and Prime Minister Trudeau, he is, and I quote, pissed off. The foreign buyers ban, which is meant to help the housing crisis, is extended for two more years. Short sellers of ARM Holdings are taking a bath. And I have a couple of stories from the must be nice file. Today is Wednesday, February the 12th, 2024. Let's get started with today's news. Bell Media, which of course is a subsidiary of BCE Inc., they've announced sweeping changes here, and that's going to result in massive cuts to its programming, its news divisions, including, and the big story here is these record layoffs. The company is cutting 4,800 position, and that equals about 9% of its workforce. So that's a pretty big chunk. If that's not enough, it's also going to be selling 45 of its regional uh, radio stations as well. Now, if you're wondering what the Liberal government thinks about this, here's a clue. Furious. This is a garbage decision by a corporation that should know better. We've seen over the past years journalistic outlets, radio stations, small community newspapers bought up by corporate entities who then lay off journalists. You know, I really do get what he's saying here. In smaller communities, a lot of local newspapers have been bought out by the big guys. And what we're seeing right now is the result of that change the offering, the quality of offering to people. And then when people don't watch as much or engage as much, the corporate entity says, oh, see, they're not profitable anymore. We're going to sell them off. This is the erosion, not just of journalism, of quality local journalism at a time where people need it more than ever, given misinformation and disinformation, but it's eroding our very democracy. So yeah, I'm pretty pissed off about what's just happened. You know, I'm not so sure that the quality of the offering has declined so much, but I guess that's obviously uh, subjective. This round of cuts, this is including ending multiple uh, television newscasts. And we're talking about things like weekday noon newscasts on CTV stations that are outside of Toronto, as well as canceling weekend newscasts at various stations across the country. The company also plans to replace the traditional news correspondent and technician teams with what they're calling multi-skilled journalists in certain regions. Additionally, uh, some of this will affect many of you who are watching this video right now. There are programming uh, changes. I don't know the details yet, but there's expecting these changes at BNN Bloomberg, which I know a lot of our audience tunes into from time to time, and also the CTV News Channel. The job cuts at BCE. Uh, this is the largest layoff in nearly 30 years, and it will affect, as they say, all levels of the company, but fewer than 10% are targeted specifically at Bell Media. These latest announcements, they follow a, a recent trend of layoffs and restructuring within the company. Uh, there's a previous round of layoffs uh, that were announced last year. In June 2023, Bell cut 1,300 positions at the time, which is about 3% of its workforce. They also closed six radio stations. They say that the changes were due to unfavorable public policy and regulatory conditions. So they're kind of pushing back against the government there. And they're saying that it wasn't prepared to stand by and wait for resolutions. Bell says that it needs to adapt to evolving market conditions while it navigates the regulatory challenges and increasing competition. In 2023, Bell Media's advertising revenues, they fell by $140 million when compared with 2022. It's now bleeding more than $40 million a year in operating losses. These changes that they've announced here, they're expected to save between 150 to 200 million in this year, 2024, and then $250 million a year after that. In the ongoing battle to address the uh, housing affordability crisis that we're seeing here in Canada, the government is going to be extending the ban on foreign nationals and commercial operations from buying up uh, residential property here in Canada. 
That is now going to be extended until 2027. There are, of course, some skeptics out there who point to that in reality, a very small portion of ownership actually falls into these categories in the first place. An example of that, uh, Chris Wallace and Andy Ali, they are looking for a new home in Vancouver and they don't believe that this extension is gonna make any difference to their situation. In fact, Wallace said, there's all of these very luxurious buildings going in all around us that are outrageously priced. The foreign buyer's tax, I don't think that's making an iota of difference. And this came just after they'd come from an open house at a $1.1 million condominium. According to CMHC, 2% uh, of real estate purchases in 2021 were made by non-Canadians. Now, of course, there will be exceptions to the ban, most notably international students, refugee claimants, temporary workers. They also are excluding buildings with four or more residences in less uh, populated areas. Tim Sabatov of Team 3000 Realty in Vancouver, he says there were so many exemptions to the foreign buyer ban that it really didn't make any difference at all. Just a short couple of years ago, uh, almost to the day actually, NVIDIA announced that it uh, its proposed takeover, its, its proposed purchase of ARM Holdings had fallen through and they cited a difference. Uh, this was due to significant regulatory challenges. And at the time, SoftBank, which owns the majority of ARM, they said in a statement, NVIDIA and SoftBank Group have agreed to terminate the agreement on February 8th 2022 because of significant regulatory challenges preventing the consummation of the transaction despite good faith efforts by the parties. Well, as of this morning, um, after reporting its third quarter earnings last week, shares of ARM are up about 88% year to date. Most of that is coming over the last three trading sessions, including the share price popping another 22% this morning. What would have been a $50 billion deal had NVIDIA been successful is now worth around $142 billion as of today. So in their earnings report, a really positive report, um, ARM beat market expectations, and that was led by uh, growth in both the royalty and license revenue divisions. Of note, ARM's expansion beyond uh, smartphones and into markets like server chips is having a significant, obviously positive impact on the performance of the company. They also provided guidance for Q4. They're projecting between 850 million and $900 million in revenue uh, compared with the market estimates of $778 million. About five months ago, so in September of 2023, the share price of ARM had fallen below its IPO price and it was coming under a lot of pressure from short sellers. For those short sellers who were still holding their short positions in ARM, it's been a pretty rough uh, couple of days. It's estimated that a total of $445 million was suffered in paper losses following this share sp uh, spike. That's not even including the trading uh, today. Um, year to date, over $7 billion in mark-to-market losses have accumulated. I imagine uh, much of that, a whole bunch of that is, is uh, because of the pressure we're seeing today due to short sellers who are currently covering their positions. Before I move on to our next story, I wanna ask, are you in the market for an innovative income solution? In the current macro environment that we're in right now, investors are constantly seeking for the best options. I wanna introduce the Harvest Premium Yield Treasury ETF. The ticker is HPYT. This is where stability meets cash flow. So picture this, you have an ETF that takes a boring old asset class. So I'm talking here about US Treasury bonds. They're all backed by Uncle Sam. And then you write covered calls on the portfolio and that's to enhance the yield. 
Our sponsors of this video at Harvest ETFs have actually made that possible. They are one of the fastest growing ETF providers in Canada for good reason. Investors all across the country, they're taking note of the many products that they have to meet their income needs. At their core, Harvest's uh, formula is quite simple. They invest in strong businesses that are poised to grow. Then they use a covered call overlay to generate monthly income so that you could rely on that cash flow. Now, if fixed income isn't your approach, if that's not up your alley, they have a whole suite of other products, including they have equity ETFs, they have enhanced equity ETFs, many more. You can visit Harvest ETFs at harvestetfs.com or you can click on the link in the description to this video. You can learn more about HPYT and their other products. Find something that allows with your unique investment goals. Before we jump into the next segment of news, we'd like to thank our good friends and sponsor of today's episode over at Addy, a company that is absolutely changing the game for real estate investing. Until now, investing in real estate has been an asset for the rich, requiring big down payments and the headache of managing crappy tenants. Well, Addy is here to change that. As the largest real estate crowdfunding platform in Canada, you can now own fractional shares of real estate projects right in your home city with as little as a dollar. Yes, as little as a dollar. On their extremely modern and easy to use app, you can view projects available for investment and get exposure to the real estate game with a dollar amount that you feel comfortable with. Fair warning, when these new projects drop, they sell out quick, and rightly so, as Addy boasts over $800 million in total asset value, they've been providing investors with capital appreciation and distributions that were not possible until now. You can start building your own little portfolio of real estate projects in their Addyverse like I have, and you can try them out for completely free by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting addyinvest.ca. Addy is now available in all provinces and territories, and you can use our code BEVIS50, that's B-E-A-V-I-S 50, to get 50% off your Addy One membership. Once again, you can visit their website at addyinvest.ca, that's A-D-D-Y invest.ca or click the link in the show notes and be sure to use the code beavis50 for 50 percent off on your addy one membership word is out uh, that the founder and former ceo of amazon uh, jeff bezos he recently sold nearly 12 million shares of amazon stock for a total value of about two billion dollars and he also said that he will be expected to sell more shares uh, in the future. In his disclosure statement that he filed with the federal regulators, he disclosed the sale of these shares in early February. Uh, the disclosure said the shares were grouped into different blocks. So they ranged from a million uh, shares to over 3.2 million shares each. And in a separate filing, he also said that he plans to sell an additional 50 million Amazon shares uh, at today's price, that would be worth about $8.4 billion in value. So of course, Bezos, he stepped down uh, as Amazon CEO in 2021. He's now focusing on more ventures, such as his Blue Origin rocket company and philanthropy. Um, in response, I am quoted as saying, must be nice. More from the must be nice file. Uh, Brian Hanish, he is the president and CEO of Alimentation Coutard. He sold a few shares of his company over the past year or so, most of that coming just very, very recently. In these share sales, he made an estimate profit of almost $132 million. Now he sold about $172 million worth of shares. Uh, that netted out at about $132 million bucks. Nearly 95 million of these sales came over 16 days in mid-January of this year, so about a month ago. Uh, since uh, Hanish became the CEO back in September 2014, uh, so almost 10 years ago now, uh, Kushtar's stock has increased by over 372%. That now ranks 16th among 190 stocks in the TSX Composite Index that have been trading continuously since that point. 
his recent uh, uh, stock sales here, these are the first since 2020. Until March 29, 2023, he hadn't exercised any of the stock options that were uh, awarded to him since he became CEO. However, since March of last year, he has exercised all of the options awarded to him from 2014 through to 2019. I'm here with this report every Monday, every Wednesday. I will put a link for our Pulse newsletter. I would encourage you to sign up for that. We publish that every weekend. Keep up to date on all the latest news. I will also put a link here for our Investing Academy. You can have a look at that. The link will be just down below. As always, thank you for watching this video. We'll see you on Wednesday.